I am Dr. Felicia Mebbin, and this is Health Healing and Hampton Roads. Today's topic is going to be like that, and the person I'm going to introduce you to is going to be like that. In particular, the topic is HIV AIDS, but again, perhaps not in a way that you expect. So my guest today is Terrence Wilson. Hi, Terrence. Good morning. Afternoon now. Is it morning or uh, afternoon? Well, it's morning still. Well, it's radio time. <laughs> okay. It's just it's show time. Hey. Okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How are you today? I am doing well. How about yourself? Great. Good. Great. Good. So Good. we're going to start with what is your connection to Hampton Roads? And I know it's longstanding, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting my... My pen to paper here <laughs> to write down your answer. Okay. Uh, first, thanks for having me. I appreciate You're you. You're quite welcome. Um, my connection to Anselm Rose is that I've been here my entire life. There you go. I was born and raised in Suffolk, Virginia, um, where I love, 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 love. I love Suffolk. I recently moved to Norfolk um, about six years ago, and in April of this year, I moved to Virginia Beach. So I've been all over this here. Hampton <laughs> <Rose>. <laughs> so and and you know how home. I know you're from Suffolk because you said Suffolk like the way the way you pronounce it. Because <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Do like I said, duly noted yeah. on my piece of paper here. <laughs> so, what's your connection specifically to Norfolk State? Do you have any any direct connection? Um, direct connection came about once I got into the field of HIV and AIDS and um, prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, I we my agency I work with. Um, um, the International Black Women's Congress, IBWC for short, is where I started um, back in 2013. And I started as an outreach worker um, and a HIV rapid tester. Um, we were we worked locally in the cities of Suffolk, Portsmouth, and Norfolk, and we created community partners. And Norfolk State was one of those partners that we've, um, they had already always partnered with, but even before I started with the agency, mm-hmm. um, we had some Norfolk State alumni that worked for the agency and things of that nature. But um, the partnership became very, very strong with um, Dr. Sheila Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi, Dr. Ward. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> um, we came out and we did some um, rapid testing on site for her and it became a residual thing nice. where every um, quarter we'd come to campus events and we'd set up in the student center, um, do free HIV tests and give away gift cards and things of that nature. They always flew well with the, with the students. Well, of course, <laughs> as it should, <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> and um, um, other connections, I have several, several family members that graduated from Norfolk State. Behold. <laughs> Behold the green egg. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, and I actually have a niece that is going here right now that's living with me. So nice. So that's um, real exciting. I would go down the line of everybody, that, but it's a whole lot of them. Oh, so. well, we, <laughs> so, might, we might wait till the end. Yeah, to okay. That. that sounds good. <laughs> and um, those um, partnerships just grew stronger over the years mm-hmm. um, as far as the outreach efforts and things and just being a presence on this campus, nice. as well as other campuses in the areas, but on this campus because um, our office was right on Church Street and um, then on Tidewater Drive because nice. we, we were close, centrally located. Right. Okay. So let's back up just a little bit because I'm not sure if our listeners will, will know the details of everything that you were talking mm-hmm. about. So first, back to you just a little bit. What is your training to do all of this work? And then we'll get into exactly what you do in a little more detail. Training came from getting certified to be, if the best way to put a community liaison. Um, okay. Being able to go out and reach the people and talk to people and um, have a little knowledge of what you're talking about. So you get certified in basically HIV 101. And then it's prevention. And then it's, uh, you just build from there. You've okay. been from there. Whatever course that um, you think would help you reach the community that you're that you're trying to reach, you take that course. Mm-hmm. You become certified in it, then you become 
an expert in it. Yeah, of an course. Yeah, it. Where, absolutely where, where you an can expert. be able to take what you've learned and flip it and teach somebody else with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of my courses have came from VDH. VDH is Virginia Department of Health, where I'm certified pre- and post-test counselor. I am a service navigator. I am a tester. Mm-hmm. I am a CHW, which is a community health worker. I am a couple other things okay. <laughs> that slips my mind right okay, now. But so those are the most important things right nice. now. Nice. Well, I, what I love about that is I think sometimes – um, people, especially young people, students, high school students, college students think, oh, I have to get a degree in order to make a difference in my community. And what you're saying is that's not necessarily the case, right? Nope. nope. I am 41 years old. So I have no degrees. I have had some college school experience, uh-huh. but I have no degrees. And you but are an expert. Let's, I, let's make that clear. I would say that I am an expert. Yes. I, I can answer any question put, for, put in front of me about HIV and preventing yourself from catching the virus. Mm-hmm. Um Prevention is the best. Prevention mm-hmm. is the best. Um, I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing this since 2013. And the advancement of um, prevention has come a long way. Um, I wanted, to, I want to go into all of that, but that's another, okay. that's, okay. another that's another uh, story, which, which okay. is very interesting. But bringing it back to being an expert at what you do, you just find something that you like that becomes your passion. Mm-hmm. You work towards that. You make, you get, gather as much education as you can on that that would help you further that in that career or whatever whatever choice you want to make mm-hmm. um i chose the community part of it because i am a advocate of meeting the people where they are um there's a lot of positions that you can get into in like vdh which is the virginia department of health and that prohibits you from being able to reach out and touch the actual community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but as a community-based organization which is where i come from the um, international black women's congress we're able to be out in the community touch people and go places where normal workers can't go right right can't go. and there is a big wave in public health and health care um, in part, again, with the focus out of the pandemic. But public health people have been doing this for a while, um, sort of honoring and recognizing the importance of that. Right. You know, So it's wonderful to go to your physician in the physician's office, to go to your pharmacist, go to the nurse. But as you said, prevention is different. Right. And you also want to, again, go where people are because we you need to understand their, their housing, their you know, the resources that they have, their education levels, and match the the interventions or the programs and the services to that to get the best outcomes right so you can't always do everything from an office is you, what i'm trying you, to say you can't always and you all and sometimes you have to be able to speak the different languages mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you're saying the same thing you're just putting it in a way that makes more sense to them right. not a better way for them to understand because they can understand exactly as it comes from a doctor's mouth but i can say it differently and they'll just oh i get it mm-hmm, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it makes more sense coming Saying right. it a different way. Right. It, and so why? What's your what's your passion? I mean, why do you do this? To know that at some point a chance can a change can be made. Mm-hmm. Um to be able to look at the same system and know that you can get into the system and it can work for you. But a lot of times people don't know that there's there's a way to get into the system where it doesn't work. But then there's a way you can get into the system and you can and you can work it. Mm-hmm. And I, not you can work it. You can make it work for you. It's the same system. It's just a different way and a different approach. It's that meeting the people where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't have access. But with this community partnership that we have, we're the access. 
we're, we're the bridge that you need to get to there. Um, the agency, most of the community-based organizations that I work for, we have different programs that people just don't know about. Hmm. We, they don't know that we can provide transportation to simple doctor's appointments. They don't know that we can link you to a service where you can get your medication delivered to your house for free. They, and these are things that they just don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's where we come in, where we're out in the community letting people know that we are here and we have these services that are available to you. And a lot of times these services are just absolutely free. Wow. And that's why you're here today, right? Yes, that's why I'm here today. Nice. <laughs> Spread so the word. Exa <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's that's really awesome. And I've seen that as well, more on the academic side, is that there, especially again, coming out of the pandemic, there have been a lot of resources dedicated to public health. But it doesn't always seem to be trickle over to the community, right? Mm -hmm. And some of it's a little bit about the capability of the community to take advantage of the resources and some of it's about just, I don't know, doing a better job of communicating and sharing the information. So it's really great to have community health workers like yourself and, and people who are, again, out there who know their communities, know how to translate the information and are passionate about doing that. Right. Right, right. That that that's what helps the passion you have behind it and wanting to get the information out, um, because there's a difference between having the information and don't care who get it, but then you have the information and then you want the information to get out. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, mm -hmm. you want it to get out because you you know that there there's somebody that can benefit from it, and that's where I'm with it. I just love to have the, and a resource for somebody that can benefit from it. Right. So tell us a little bit more about IBWC. Um, IBWC, um, International Black Women's Congress, I like saying that mm -hmm. because <laughs> it, it was so weird when I started with them. Um, uh, I was off the position from Cynthia Rogers. She and her sister, Dr. LaFrances Rogers Rose, started the agency in, in back in 1989. And Miss Cynthia took over the programmatic portion of it. She saw the need for prevention in black women, which trickled down to all different walks of the African-American community. Um, they have a, a strong interest in the African-American community, especially the women of the community, which women started everything, so it goes from there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Miss Cynthia was opening up an office in Suffolk and in Portsmouth. And since I was from Suffolk and the Portsmouth area, she thought it would be a cool fit for me to do outreach in those areas and things like that. And it just quickly turned into something that I became very passionate about. When I started, um, which was in 2013, I did not know anybody who had HIV or AIDS. Mm -hmm. I knew of people, um, I knew Pookie, they say he got it, but I don't even know Pookie's real name. Got it. So I don't know if he has it or not. But with this and this and those um, small outreach efforts, it just and being able to test people and that pre and post test counseling that I had one on one with people, it helped me to open up and see that, OK, so people are walking around with this virus and they don't know they got it. Hmm. So by me testing them and getting them linked to services, because that was a big part of um, what made me accept the positions that once we tested you and you became and your results were positive, we linked you to services almost immediately. Nice. And when I say almost immediately, a lot of times um, even well, it's even better today. But when I started, you were on a medication regimen within 15 days. OK, that's been cut down to seven days in 2022. Nice. That um, you will have if you if you test positive today, you will have a doctor's appointment within seventy two hours. 
somewhere mm-hmm. so they can start the process to get you on your medication regimen. Right. Which is absolutely awesome. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> and also thinking about, I know that there have been connections with, I keep bringing the pandemic back, guys, guys because it's <laughs> A, it's still here technically, and B, there have been a lot of uh, changes and you know around mm-hmm. having COVID here, right? And mm-hmm. I know there have been connections with uh, vaccination efforts and HIV testing right. and, and all of those efforts. So that's why I connected back. But Backing up a second, so is there still stigma around having HIV AIDS? Cer- is that part cer- of why certainly. you may not know? Certainly, mm-hmm. De- definitely. Okay, definitely. Um, I am as I sit here today in front of you, I cannot count how many people I know who have the virus mm-hmm. who, if they don't tell you, you don't know. That's the advancement behind it. But the stigma behind it still comes from just people in society. I don't know how to change that, how to combat that. Um, and I don't know if, if, if it ever will. Right. Um, all I can know, we can still pump the information out. Yes. And continue to do what we do. And you see more and more people opening up, up about their status. So, you know, there's a change somewhere. Right. There is a change right. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because at first, you never knew. A lot of times now, people don't mind saying it. Right. Because there's um, they know that it's not a death sentence now. They know that if you start go ahead and start your medication and get on the regimen and and continue that regimen, you are born healthy. Right. Right. And I say born healthy because you're born healthy from your diagnosis date. Oh, That's okay. when you start your new one. I see. That's oh, when you start nice. your new one. Nice. And you can't do that if you don't take that step to find out your status Mm -hmm. and then to follow up with the care and everything that's needed. And and that's where that stigma comes from. I don't I don't know what like I said, I don't know what we can do to combat that other than continue to have these events Mm -hmm. and continue to be a present at these events. Um, not to normalize it, to just say, well, go get tested. Right. Right. And that's that's what I was thinking. I think. It has changed a bit since the 70s, 80s, right? Yeah, I mean, it when changed. it first came out, it, it right? Has, and it was, tar- it was known to be in certain populations, mm-hmm. and that, that's a bit of where the stigma comes, I think. But then you had, um, what was it, Marvin? What was, who was the basketball player in the L.A. Lakers? Magic, Magic, Johnson. Magic Johnson. I was going to say Marvin. Is that his <laughs> real name? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, y'all, up, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm telling myself here. But anyway, you know, you have, um, I think the popular culture has helped to shift it just a little yes. bit. Because you st- see more movies and TV shows where people are talking about it. And you have characters who have it. Mm-hmm. And then you have, have had celebrities who admitted they And, I mean, Magic Johnson was one of the first people, actually, who was able to reduce his load so much that, you know, he was able, he, he's still here. He still, you know, looks healthy. I don't know his status, whatever. Right, right. I don't mm-hmm. have, have to know his status. <laughs> but, you know, you know, he admitted that he has it or he had it. So not even sure what the ac- accurate language is for that. But anyway, you know, you've seen more examples um, out loud of people who are living their lives with it. Right. Because um, you get to a point where you're undetectable, mm-hmm. um, where they put you on whatever medication regimen that works for your body and what works for you. And the it allows the HIV in your body not to make copies of itself. Okay. And if you can't make copies of yourself, you can't live. Okay. The virus can't, oh, the, okay, the virus okay. can't live. Okay. I'm with so, you. so it's still in your body. It's just not active in your body. Okay. Okay. So Thank you. Okay. 
Got and, it. and that's the end goal with most people who get who get diagnosed with a positive HIV status. Right. They so you have get to- HIV, but it's undetectable, mm-hmm. and therefore you can still live a happy, productive, healthy life. As long as you're on your medication, you keep taking your as medication. Long as you're med- okay. keep, keep being healthy. Keep okay. being uh, being the best you you can be. Right. Right. Now. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, live live your best things, life. The other things people get into, we understand that. Right. right. But at least for this, you right. can manage it. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, there are resources because it's the medication. Costly? Is, is it, it expensive? It's very, 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 very expensive. Right, because it works. So yeah, yeah. yeah. and mm-hmm. but there is several different avenues you can go down to get assistance with the medication, and sometimes you can get it for free. Okay. Um, the Ryan White program is a program that started years and years ago from the young man that was diagnosed with HIV from a blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. Um, that government funding is absolutely wonderful. For people who are diagnosed, you, um, if you don't know where else to start, start there. But start where specifically, though? The health department. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the health department, because <laughs> they're going to di- directly link you to Ryan White. And if you don't feel comfortable at the health department, Google community-based organization. Okay. Like the IBWC. Like the IBWC. Okay. Which is no longer. Aw, tell us no about longer. it. So, um Dr. Rose and Miss Cynthia, as I mentioned before, they started it, but Dr. Rose and Miss Cynthia has been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. And this is something that they did not want to continue with. Um, still healthy women. <laughs> they, oh, they, yeah, yeah. Still healthy women. They out here. <laughs> just they to be out clear, here. y'all. <laughs> they, they, they are healthy, but it's just something they didn't want to continue. And they loved, 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 loved us. And I'm going to say that because I know they did. Okay. If y'all can hear me, I know y'all did. <laughs> they, they, they decided to partnership with Minority Aid Support Services. Okay. Um, which is MASS for short. And we now have merged with them. They were doing the same works that we were doing, and we've just basically just moved from one building to their building. Okay. And we're just now under a new name. And I, I absolutely love working for Mass so far. Great. Um, the transition has happened about a little over a month ago, and it has been great so far. Um, like I say, we do the same work. I basically do the same work. Um, funny story, my um, position has changed so many times with IBWC. <laughs> It has come all the way back full circle. I am now back to an outreach worker at Mass, which is absolutely great for me. Right. Because <laughs> I am now back in the field. Nice. <laughs> I am back in the field. And that's not unusual for community-based organizations, right? No, I mean, no, they're not no, huge not. Co- companies with tons of money. They have to write grants. Right. You have to get funding from a variety of sources. You're constantly on that hustle. Right. And so that's why things shift sometimes, yeah, right? Yes, because we're, we were all, we've always been nonprofit. We've always been nonprofit, no profit ever, ever. Um, so whatever grants we had coming in, funded everything, and we did everything from that. Right, from which that. is amazing. Yeah, yes, so we've done a lot. So for folks out there who are looking for a career shift or want to do this part-time, question mark? Yes. All right, who want to do this part-time, <laughs> you know, you can get your hustle on by doing this, right? Yeah. I mean, it's something it, it, in terms of if you want to engage with a community-based organization like Ma- Mass, 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 Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, helping them to fundraise, helping to get resources, helping to connect with the community. There are just lots of opportunities for people who who really want to go out into their communities and help make a difference. Exactly, exactly. And we are people volunteer all the time. Mm, okay. We people come in and volunteer. We have something for you to do if you want to come in and volunteer. And um, when and I say come in and volunteer, but ask questions. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Ask questions. We don't mind answering any questions you may have because a lot of times you don't know what you want to do right and that's okay 
So that's why you come in, you volunteer, and you ask questions. And you ask for Terrence, and you ask all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you said that because one of the things we tend to, to talk about on the show are people's career paths, for right. example, mm-hmm. right? And asking questions is a really great tactic because every almost everybody's career shifts and moves based on opportunities and based on, you know, getting additional information. So it really so high school students out there or college students out there, if you're thinking about health in some kind of way, volunteering is a wonderful way to get some experience, A. a. And then also to sort of to work with people who can answer some of your questions about some of your questions about what they do and then that might help you to figure out what you want to do. Exactly. Cause you never know what career path you are going to take until you're already taking it. Mm-hmm. Before I did this, I sold timeshares at Virginia Beach. <gasps> you did? I sold timeshares. And I was good at it. I bet you. <laughs> yeah, I was good at it. Y'all can't see this, but I have a nice smile. And I uh, use this thing. <laughs> I, I, I use this thing. And the, the shift came when I, um, because when I was off the position, I did do them both simultaneously for about, I guess two or three months or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the shift came when I did my first test. And um, the conversation was so different and open. And um, it was their first time getting tested. And and I was like, okay, so this is something good. Mm. This is something good. Even if it would have been a positive result, it wasn't a positive result. Even if it was a positive result, this is something that can be good because – a, w- once they leave here, they, they don't have to be lost. Mm-hmm. I can put them with somebody within this agency to help them. And by that time, I had met everybody in the agency, and what, and they were case managers there that were absolutely wonderful, mm-hmm. who some of them had been down the path. Some of them had just been doing it for so long. They had a warmth mm-hmm. about them mm-hmm. that I just loved, loved, loved. It, working with that agency it was really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm getting that now from the mass. Nice. Yeah, they they have great um, caseworkers there as well. It really is amazing when you align the organization's mission with your passion and mission. Right. That's when I think sometimes you can do your most exciting work. Yeah, exciting. Which, you know, doesn't always happen, but, you know, that's the goal. That's the end goal. Goals, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so you mentioned the testing experience, and you've also mentioned that you work with colleagues like Dr. Ward on mm-hmm. campus to do testing. Describe the actual experience. I mean, I know oh. we've already talked about stigma a little bit, so how can I get tested on campus where everybody might know my business? or like, How does that work when you go to events and you get tested when, when you're being certified they drilling you the privacy aspect of it um a lot of people don't want other people to know which which you put yourself you put yourself in that position mm-hmm. but then you you want to make it engaging and inviting for them at the same time so you learn ways around it you you basically read the crowd mm-hmm. you you read the crowd and um when you've done it long enough, you're you're able to see well. This person is going to be receptive. This person is not going to be. Um, when we go out here, we need to make a huge fuss, or we don't need to. Okay. Scale it back a bit. Um, a lot of times when we come over to Norfolk State, we're in the student center mm-hmm. at a good time mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. students are walking through. Right. And you and you bake them in with conversation, and then just bring them in with the health part portion of it. Okay. Um, a lot of times, um, and I'm just going to be honest about it. 
the condoms. We have condoms all the time. Mm-hmm. We have condoms for free. Mm-hmm. Those are so interesting to people. <laughs> <laughs> those, those things are just and, so interesting to people. And from the event you did with us uh, with the American Heart Association, very popular, right? <laughs> yes, very, very, very popular. And and that's how we bait you and get you in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now you're telling all your tricks, okay? It's okay. It's okay. Well, now they know we have them. Come get them. There you go. <laughs> and again, no stigma, right? We, right. Want, we want you to use condoms. We, please use condoms. Please, 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 please use condoms. And um, that things like that help. And we have what we, um, we're at mass now. Mass call them swag bags. Mm. It's just little knick knickknacks, trinkets, whatever you can pick that are just so interesting. You have to come to our table to see what it is. And once you get over there, conversation ensues. Conversation ensues. So, so one great thing about that is it, it seems like there are two parts to the engagement, mm-hmm. right? There's information sharing. Yes. And also, again, let's just say the words, HIV, condoms, it's okay, you can say them, you can talk about it. And then there's the actual testing. And then from, from what I can see, usually there is a private area There for is that, a private area, right? yeah. The um, testing and the presentation table is never in the same place um, for privacy reasons. So, and again, if you want to send an invita- information Table, then you want to sneak off and get tested. That is okay too. Come we back, got, we come back you. around. Yeah, we get got tested, you. Can, no problem. You can swing it back, loop it back. We got you. Exactly. H- however you want to do it, but then you can also set up a time where you can come into our office. There you go. Nice. You can come into our office. Right, right. And then th- three. Th- well, I said information, especially resources. So, yes. like, depending on the outcome, mm-hmm. what's the next step? You yep, also exactly. get that yep, as that, well. Yep, yep. Right. And that comes. What that and that neat next step can even happen at the table. So you need condoms, you need to be tested, or you need to trip to uh, the hospital, you need to trip to a doctor's appointment. Come on, let us know. Right. Let's see what we can do to help you. Right. Perfect. So I want to give a little shout out um, as we're headed towards the end of the session, which has been amazing, by the way. Thank you, you, Terrence. Um, First of all, Norfolk State is now the Eastern Virginia Area Health Education Center. Yes, there we go. Behold, Behold. again. <laughs> and AHEX um, are programs that provide continuing education. And one of the focus areas we're going to have are on CHWs and CHW community health worker training. And so I'm very excited to work with Terrence and to work with our local community-based organizations um, in order to do that, right, to sort of figure out what kind of training do our community health workers or or peer leaders or whatever the roles are, what kind of training do they need, and then how can we, as the AHEC and Norfolk State University, provide some of that? So that's, that's going to be very exciting. That's exciting. Right? That's very exciting. Very exciting. And then the other thing is, again, Norfolk State is a university, and so we do have nursing programs, social work degree programs, uh, health administration programs. We're about to have a new public health program, fingers crossed. And so if you are interested in engaging with the community with a formal degree, again, sometimes the certificate certificates and the the training can be one step towards that if you want to go another step in that down that path or in another direction um, you can also get that formal training as well yes awesome awesome well Terrence thank you so much for being with us today this was amazing the information is very exciting Um, but before we go do you have any final messages or shout outs you want to give not at the moment Are you serious? Well, um, I guess just shout out to my family and everybody. Hi, fam. Hey, y'all. Friends, mass, mass, my new mass family, my old ABWC family. I love, 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 love. And everybody who has made a connection with in any aspect of it, Norfolk State, um, community partners, um, VDH, everybody. But I appreciate all the love, everything. 
Nice. And we appreciate you. So you and I connected because Norfolk State is the Portsmouth Norfolk convener for CHWs for a Healthy Virginia, which is CDC funded through the Institute for Public Health Initiatives. And I have you get really used to saying all those names when you you do some of this work. (laughs) You're good at that. (laughs) Anyway, all of those organizations are working together to support community health workers in this area. And so thank you, Terrence, for all the wonderful work that you do because we we are working together to build an alliance around community health workers that we hope will be a really great resource, um, both for community health workers as well as for the organizations that support them. And I just wanted to say thank you for giving us a seat at the table during that meeting. I remember those meetings, and I I look forward to more of those meetings because that openness and being able to take information from the actual CHWs helps a lot because, like you say, these trainings that are coming up, we'll be able to say, This is what we need. Yeah. (laughs) This this is what we need. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, Terrence, and thank you to our listeners. Again, I am Dr. Felicia Mebbin, and this is Health Healing in Hampton Roads.